to Savvy, Booked, and Blessed, a podcast for bold female leaders making bold moves. I'm your host, Devin A. Thaxton, founder and CEO of Pro Savvy Strategic Performance Agency. Stick around to the end of the show and we'll reveal how you can be our next guest. Let's get started. Welcome to Savvy, Booked, and Blessed, a podcast for bold female leaders making bold moves. I'm your host, Devin A. Thaxton, founder and CEO of ProSavvy Strategic Performance Agency. And stick around to the end of the show and we'll reveal how you can be our next guest. So let's get started. Today, we have with us executive and career coach, speaker, and best-selling author, Terry McDougall. After 30 years of corporate business experience, Terry now coaches managers, executives, and professionals on how to fully step into their potential and lead satisfying careers. Terry is also the host of her podcast, Marketing Mambo, where Terry engages in fun and fast-paced conversations with fascinating marketers from around the globe. Terry received title of best-selling author from her book titled Winning the Game of Work, Career Happiness and Success on Your Own Terms, which is labeled as an essential guidebook to develop your unique skills as a career professional. Hi, Terry. Hi, Devonay. It's so great to be here. Yeah, how's it going? It's going really well, really Good. well. I was telling you earlier, we we had our first uh, outside cleaning crew came come into our house today since uh, COVID started, and yeah. it feels good to live in a clean house. <laughs> yeah, and I think that also, prob- now that I think about it, probably ties into like stuff that you talk about with your work, like balancing sure. happiness and success and like treating yourself yep. and taking care of yourself. Asking for help when you need <laughs> it. Yes, absolutely. But we're supposed to ask for help. That's that's a new one. <laughs> Not good at all. Yeah. So. <laughs> yes. Okay, so so tell us a little bit more um, about yourself and what you do. Well, I my mission in what I do is to help people expand the overlap between their profession professional success and their personal happiness. Um, I was a very ambitious person in my career in corporate, and I was you know going after that brass ring with all my might. And a lot of times, you know, I was achieving career success, but a lot of times I was doing it at a, a high price in terms of of stress and burnout and anxiety and sometimes even health and relationship problems. And it really doesn't have to be that way. It, it took me, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, school of hard knocks lessons, few, you know, I hired coaches a couple times and I was lucky enough to have some mentors that helped me to understand that I could do be successful at work without killing myself. Yeah. And so that's really what I work with people on now is, you know, with some mindset shifts and learning some new skills, they can be just as successful. And in fact, probably more successful with not, not having to work any harder and often yeah. having to work less hard to have sure. more impact. Right. So right. that's what I'm all about. <laughs> yeah, I know. I love it. It's funny because we we just get into this rat race where like success equals time spent in said profession, you know, enter box in and that becomes our title. And then that turns into money. And then if I do more then I make more and that's not always the case. And then if you make more, how do you even enjoy it? Cause you're freaking exhausted. Very true. I mean, that's, that's a big question that I like to ask is like, what is your definition of success? Yeah. Because is it a title? Is it how many zeros you have on your paycheck? Mm-hmm. Or is it really having the time and energy to enjoy what you've worked for? 
Yeah. You know, it's I to me, I really think it's a lot more about the quality of life. And, you know, I, I enjoy money and I, I chase that. And I still I still enjoy money and I want to yeah. have a successful business. Um, but I also want to make sure that I have enough energy to do what's required in my job and to have the time and the freedom and energy to do the things that I enjoy doing. Yeah. Um, to me, that's what life is about, right? Is to be able to enjoy what you work for. Right. Was there like a big aha moment that happened when you were kind of in the space and you were just like, I gotta, I gotta cut the shit. Like I gotta cut this well, out. You know, it's funny. I mean, I, I had a number of aha moments over the course of my career where I, you know, I pivoted and I did different things. Mm-hmm. Um, the, I wouldn't say that there was like one aha moment that caused me to move from corporate into doing my own thing, but it was sort of, I've, I've talked about this before that in my last company, I was there for 12 years and I had four different jobs and I would say probably 10 out of the 12 years, I was very happy. I, I, um, you know, was able to move on and do different things and learn new things and have variety and new challenges and all of that. And then the last job that I had was not one that I applied for. And sometimes when you're corporate, you're voluntold. Absolutely. I want yep. you in this role. Yep. I tried to say no to this role. I never felt like it was going to be a good fit. And in fact, it wasn't a good fit. And there were a lot of issues with it. And, you know, I gave it the old college try, as they say, but um, I just found that I mean, actually, there's sort of a formula, I think, or uh, for when you're happy and when you're not. Like, if you're in a job and say, you know, 70% of your time and energy is spent on things that you like doing and you get satisfaction out of, that fills up your tank enough to be able to tolerate, say, the 30% of stuff that it's just part of your job. Maybe you don't like doing it. Maybe it's the paperwork, it's the red tape. But if you have that balance, usually it works out pretty well. And what what I was finding was that more and more of my time, it was shifting to like, I'm only spending 60%, now only 50%, now only 40% of the time doing the things that I liked. And more and more of my time was spent on things that were really sapping my energy. And I just started thinking I got to do something different. And um, I I did interview for other marketing jobs. And honestly, I think I just got to a point where I started it was a scary thought, but I started thinking to myself, maybe I've outgrown this profession. Mm. <laughs> I mean, that was scary because I did it for 30 years. Yeah. I, I just asked myself a question that I actually ask a lot of my uh, clients, which is, what are you good at and what do you like to do? Mm. And um, if I really, you know, kind of look deep in my heart, it wasn't necessarily like trying to beat the control on my last advertising campaign that, you know, floated my boat, it really was me sitting down with business leaders within the firm and understanding what their problems were and then kind of co-creating the strategy to deal with their, their business issues. And, you know, newsflash, that's what you do in coaching. (laughs) And I, I, um, I actually always thought that it made a lot of sense to to do a lot of coaching and mentoring with people on my staff. So I had already been investing that time and energy and I actually got feedback that people thought I was good at it. And my teams were, you know, always engaged according to our company employee engagement scores. So I started thinking, well, maybe I'll just do something kind of radical 
Um, sure. And that's actually what I decided to do. I, I actually left the company and initially was thinking that it was just sort of a sabbatical that I would just sort of detox from not being happy for a couple of years and, and really spend the time figuring out what I wanted to do next. And, you know, I did the coach certification training, which is about six, six months of training, and then another couple months to finally get the certification. And just being among um, the 40 people in my cohort in my training class, there were a lot of entrepreneurial minded people, some already had their own businesses, others were starting their businesses. And um, I think just being in that environment, I was like, what the heck, I'm just gonna, yeah. I'm gonna give it a go. And so that was, um, I left my job in 2017, finished my uh, training in early 18, and I haven't looked back. Yeah. So. You know, there's something that you mentioned in there of of taking stock of where you're at. And if if um, 70% of it fills your cup, mm-hmm. you know, it's joyous, then like you, you're, you're okay. Yeah. Right now, yeah. you know, exactly. And, and that's great. And I think also that it's okay. The 30% is okay. It's expected. It's normal. And I think sometimes, um, and maybe I can speak for myself, I can be one way or the highway in, in certain things where we get into this like, oh, no, I have to be happy 100% of the time or this has yeah. to you know, light up my world 100% of the time. And it's like, yeah, well, that's not realistic. <laughs> Cut yourself some slack, you know, but if it's dripping past that um, 70%, then it's time to start asking some questions. Yeah. And I'm, you know, it's funny because I used to, you know, some days you'd have that day, I'd say like twice a year, I'd have those days where I felt like I got hit by a truck, right? Like somebody (laughs) made a mistake and I got called on the carpet by the boss or, you know, just those days. And I would just say to myself, like, Hey, that's why they call it work, right? Like they're not calling it playtime. It's work. Um, but I also think that sometimes having that experience to contrast those triumphant times, Mm. you know, when some advertising campaign that I did won an award or, um, you know, I I see somebody that I've mentored and coached just, you know, knocking it out of the park. Like those days were the days that I was like, ah, this is just awesome, right? It just feels like, you know, you work so hard and you're seeing the results of that hard work. That's so fulfilling. Um, sometimes I think sometimes you need to have those those bad days to contrast it. So you know what good looks like. Yeah. You know, you know what joyous looks like. Definitely. So now like, in yeah, in your in your coaching business, <clears throat> can you share with us maybe um like a a client success story or something just like beautiful you were able to see working with a client and just like an awesome outcome that happened for them? Yeah, I mean, gosh, it's it's always so unique to each person but it's interesting because there's a lot of um there's a lot of patterns that i see um i think that well i was actually just talking with one of my clients earlier today who um she's in marketing i actually work with a lot of people that work in in marketing and like many talented people you know she rose to be a leader but i've seen a lot of high achievers will sometimes step in a little too much to support their teams, like Mm -hmm. rather than kind of building a structure and being very clear about expectations that when somebody starts to struggle, they'll jump in to save them. And part of the reason why she came to me is that she got feedback from her boss that like you 
are really good at your job. I want to see you elevate yourself to truly being a leader and push some of the responsibility that you tend to jump jump in and do yourself down to the people on your team. And um, actually, it's, it was interesting when we talked today because what we've been working with, working on over the like the last six months is her getting really clear on what she wants success to look like in her team, right? And and that really is about her being able to stay firmly in her space and to communicate down to her team about what their roles are, um, what excellent work looks like, and, you know, what does she need to do to support that? So, you know, she's done a lot over the last six months of um, kind of building a growth plan to share with her boss about how she's going to grow the team, um, putting process in place, mm-hmm. um, entrusting her people to um, deliver without her getting so involved. And that, that ha- for the most part, has worked pretty well. Yeah. Um, we, we did talk today about one person that's not coming along so well um, that is still kind of looking for that, you know, babying or, you know, for, for the boss to come in and save her. And uh, we really talked about how she, she does need to kind of, the boss needs to stay in her lane and she needs to continue to communicate to this person about what they need to do to step up, that mm-hmm. she doesn't need to get pulled off center by somebody not doing their job. She needs to sure. stay in her space and communicate to them. And so, I, you know, I, I've been thrilled to see the growth yeah. Um, you know, I mean, I think it's a little frustrating sometimes when people don't come along on the um, on the pace that we expect them to. But it's all part of what's what's to be expected in change. Yeah. And um, I, to me, the thing that was that's so inspiring about the situation is that she left more space for people on her team. And the majority of the people have stepped up and embraced this additional responsibility. Mm. Um you know, sometimes some people don't want to come along on the ride, right? Sure. But we, we give them a we give them a chance. Yeah. And if they decide they don't want to be part of the team anymore, and then that's on them. But yeah. um, so many people love to be given the faith and the opportunity to grow. Hmm. And as her team grows, she actually grows too. I always right. say, like, you can't rise any faster than the people under you right? Because they need to grow so that you can step up and do higher level work yourself. Sure. Sure. I mean, it's so hard too to get out of our own way (laughs) when you're like, I I know I'm the problem, but like, how can I fix it? And how can I, you know, make things better for everyone? You know, like the, the classic, you know, bottleneck of your, your or whatever. Yeah. yeah, it's hard to move in that. So I, I want to learn a little bit more about you and your journey. So you you mentioned in, um, was it 2017, that mm-hmm. you were like, I ain't doing this no more. You lit the match. <laughs> Probably like, maybe not lit a match. Like you said, goodbyes and hugged some people and some tears. <laughs> it was but, a slow burn. Let's yeah, just put yeah. it that way. It, was, it wasn't like an explosion. It was a slow burn. And finally <laughs> and you were like, like oh, okay, I think I've had enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then you decided to do this on your own. So what is something, you know, over the last few years that you've learned, um, like when starting your own business, that you wish you would have known 
when you started your business? <laughs> well, you know what, one of the things um, that I've come to a realization, because people have asked me that question a lot. And mm. one of the things that I am happy about is that I did not know all the things that I would learn along the way. Yeah. Because I wasn't ready to learn those things when I first left. And, and quite frankly, if I realized how difficult it might be, I probably would have been afraid to take the leap. Sure. But what I've, what I realized is that you learn the things you need to know in the right time. Yeah. And I needed to get more comfortable with risk. I needed to face some of the difficulties and find the courage to take the next step at a number of critical junctures along the way. And it just would have been way too too much of a stretch for me to, I mean, had, had somebody told me you're going to have to do, you know, all these different things along the way, I would have just been too scared to get started. Yeah, um, I feel that. But but, you know, now it's like I'm meeting people. I'm on podcasts. I started yeah. my own podcast. I wrote my own book. I, yeah, you, you know, did. <laughs> dealt with tons of, you know, senior level people and, you know, everything from, you know, Fortune 10 to hyper growth startup biotech. And had somebody said this to me when I was doing marketing at a bank, I would have been like, it sounds exciting, but that's too scary. Sure. But, you know, you do it one little step at a time, right? Yeah. And maybe there's a little bit of trepidation, you know, when you're f working with your first EVP. But then I just, I don't know, I honestly, I've just dealt with that the same way I did with things in my corporate career, which was, I'm going to show up, I'm going to bring my best. Mm. And hopefully it's going to be good enough. Yeah. You know, and I'll learn some things, maybe some of the lessons are going to be a little bit painful. But I'll know better for next time. Sure. And Absolutely. That's it served me well. It continues to serve me well. Yeah. So what's something that you love about working for yourself and something that's like, not, I don't know, like super on the nose, like, you know, being able to sleep in or, you know, making your own schedule, yeah. like maybe what's something that's a little different that um, really loved working for yourself. Well, let's see. I mean, I do like the freedom. Yeah. The thing I love about working for myself, it's not, I mean, yeah, I can sleep in and all that. But honestly, <laughs> after getting up and commuting for how many years, yeah, that actually was hard to be. I felt guilty for years uh, where I was like, yeah. I just had this like feeling deep down inside, like you should be doing something. You should be up, yeah. you know, doing yeah. this or that. And then I, you know, I had to say to myself, like, you own your own business. Like you can do whatever you want. Yeah. Um, so that that's sort of like the weird side after you've been, you know, had that corporate discipline for so long of like what you should do and worrying about what other people think of you and are you dressed right and did you show up at the meeting on time? And did you say yeah. the smart things, whatever. Um, but the thing that I have really liked is I'm a very creative person. And if I come up with an idea, I can just do it. Yeah, that was one of the things that drained a lot of energy out of me, you know, working in marketing in these big corporations is that I could come up with an idea, and then I'd have to jump through 18 hoops, <laughs> you know, and, you know, develop a business case and tell them where I'm going to find the, the budget and what's the right. return on the investment going to be and, you know, get 20 different people to sign off on it. And honestly, by the time that I got approvals, I was exhausted. You mm. know, I'm like, okay, I could have started on this six months ago and had it done, but I had to jump through so many hoops that 
by the time it's approved, I've kind of lost my excitement around the project. And right. now, you know, I can just jump in and decide, you know, much like I did with my my podcast and I started it officially in December. Um, I just had a conversation with somebody about a kind of interesting marketing topic and she just made a comment about, um, wow, this is a great conversation. This would make, make a great podcast. And mm -hmm. I just went ding, ding, ding. And I just, I just, <laughs> just Googled, how do you start a podcast yeah. and, and did it. And it's just fun to, you know, test myself and, and try things. And there've been so many great gifts from just going out and right. doing stuff like meeting awesome people like you. I mean, I think podcasters are some of the most interesting people because they are interested in others and they have enough right. courage to go out and try things and interact with people they've never met before. Yeah. Um, it's, it's fun to meet fellow travelers. It is. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So we're going to go into the speed round, which is my Woo, okay. favorite part. Okay. So right. um, I'm going to ask you like three or four questions. Um, and then, you know, say what you want, what, what you really, really want. Okay, so give us a detail, like one of your favorite nuggets from your book. Oh my gosh, like where do I even begin? <laughs> um, well, actually I will, I, one of the biggest lessons that I learned was at my very first job and um, my boss told me, I, I worked in an ad sales department of a publishing company, and he told me when we got back from this conference that we were all going to, that he was gonna promote me to marketing coordinator. And I was like typing people's letters and answering the phone, you know, as an admin, and I was so excited. I'm gonna like move up to marketing coordinator. Well, he gets, we get back from the conference and um, the owner of the company had hired this new president and my boss was the sales manager for ad sales and the new president and my boss got in uh, disagreement and my boss got fired. And so my, I mean, I didn't know it at the time, but my promotion walked out the door with my boss. Oh, I man. still, I was like 23 and I thought, oh, well, when they hire the new guy, like he'll follow through on right you know, the promise to me, but when he was hired and I went and said, oh, well, you know, Dennis promised me a promotion. And he was like, I'll take it under advisement. He <laughs> did uh, interview me, but he hired somebody from outside the company. And I felt extremely betrayed because I, yeah. you know, put my year and a half in. I actually ended up quitting that job um, because I felt like I had paid my dues there I didn't want to spend another year and a half as an admin. I believed in myself more than that. And uh, I got two jobs, one uh, working as a waitress and one doing telephone polling at night. And I saved up my money and I moved back to, I was in Boston at the time, I moved back to Washington, DC. And I was able to get a job there that was a step up uh, working for another publishing company. And I'm just, I'm proud of myself because yeah. I believed in myself. and. I also, I actually don't blame, uh, I think the guy's name was Paul that took Dennis's place because now I look at it like if I took a job and the person whose job I took had been fired, I'm not sure I would take a page sure. out of their playbook, sure, right? Sure. That's, that's not a good look to be yeah. like, I'm going to follow the loser that got, they got fired. <laughs> um, and so, you know, I, I was very hurt, but it was a, a good early lesson in corporate politics. Yep. Yep. And 
you know, so I'd say like, that's, and there's a number of stories like that. Sure. I tell a lot of stories from my career, but I also interviewed 11 people about yeah. their careers for the book. So awesome. Okay. So next question, what is your favorite way to take care of yourself? Oh, wow. Um, gosh, I've got a number of them, but, um, give us one of, one of your, Thanks. Well, I have a I have a Reiki practitioner awesome. that I go to, and yeah. um, she's actually a therapist and a Reiki practitioner. So if I feel like yeah. something's really bothering me, she, uh, we'll like kind of do a therapy session, and then she'll be like, "Where do you feel it in your body? Let's let's release it." And yeah. I love that. That's been transformational for me in my yeah. growth journey over the last say ten years. Yeah, definitely. That's awesome. Um, as entrepreneurs, you know, <clears throat> trying as much to keep that balance <laughs> alive, we can definitely get stuck. And so what would you do if you had 10 hours back in your week to do whatever you wanted? Oh, wow. You know what I think I would do is um, write another book. Awesome. That's yeah. cool. What would you think the theme would be? Would you know yet? Well, is that secret I, yeah, I think, <laughs> no, I think that what I would do is um, it would be an expansion on the interviews that I did with people about their careers in my book. Like sure. in, I wrote chapters and then for every chapter I had like somebody's story that to me was very interesting. Like they told the story of their career and I loved that so much that I would do a whole book on yeah. people's career stories because I think a lot of people look at people that are successful and they're like, oh, they were lucky enough to find the magic elevator that took them to the C-suite floor or to the you know success floor. And right. that is not, I mean, I, people got fired multiple times. They, um, you know, we're in trouble with the IRS, we're right. sexually harassed. I mean, people have great, wow. great stories of overcoming adversity yeah. to find themselves to a really great place where they're happy and successful. And I just, I wanted to tell those stories to inspire people that, because I think a lot of times people will be like, well, you know, I didn't get promoted. So I guess I'm just not management material. I guess I'll just have to, you know, stay here in this spot. And I'm like, no, if you got a dream, like find another way to get there. Yeah, you know? definitely, definitely. Well, thank you so, so much for joining. It was so great talking to you. So for anyone who's listening and they're like, I like what I'm hearing. I need to meet Terry. She needs to be my coach because I need to get my life together. <laughs> where where can people find you? They can find me at my website, which is terrybmcdougall.com. And also on LinkedIn, I'm pretty active on LinkedIn. And my handle there is terrybmcdougall. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining today. Thanks for having me, Devin A. I loved our conversation. Perfect. And thank you for all people who have been listening to Savvy Booked and Blessed. If you are a successful six to seven figure female entrepreneur who would like to be on this program, please visit podcast.prosavvyas.com slash podcast guest. And if you know of someone who would love to be interviewed, Find me, stalk me, send me a DM and a message and we'll get together. Awesome. Thanks, Terry. So great chatting with you. Bye. Thanks. <laughs>to Savvy Booked and Blessed. If you are a successful six to seven figure female entrepreneur who would like to be on this program, please visit podcast.prosavvyas.com dash podcast slash guest. 
If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot on your phone and text it to your friend or post it on the socials. If you know of someone that would be a great guest, go ahead and tag them in social media and let them know about the show and include hashtag Savvy, Look, and Blessed. I love seeing your posts and I love your guest suggestions. We're regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss out on any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Give your thumbs up ratings and reviews. We definitely go a long way to help promote the show. It means a lot to me and my team. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.